breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty. Thursday. Heading into the weekend. It's about time you get your slacking <laughs> buttocks back to oh, work. Oh man, I was so glad when I had a doctor yesterday I said Am I clear now finally? Because it was like the at the hospital they said, Really we really can't clear you till you go see your doctor. And that's not until the 22nd. So uh, when I popped in yesterday and, and uh, got in there to see them, they were like, yeah, just a couple of restrictions, you know, no lifting anything. And he said uh, the, the heaviest I can lift was a cup of coffee or a water bottle with my, my left arm. See, it's my non-dominant arm, too, which is good. And then they said, and you have and to have your... you're able to move it now. So. Yeah, I'm able to move it. I, I, and, and I had to have the keyboard. They said we need the keyboard up when you put your arm out. To type, your arm has to be at a ninety degree angle here on the keyboard. So that, so you got to, you you high teched it over here. Got I my did. keyboard up high up on a photo album. <laughs> I, brought, I brought in some engineers. Yeah, and, I'm uh, telling you, and that we got your keyboard raised. A high tech operation up in here. <laughs> I do have to do one thing. I'm gonna warn y'all about. I have to take this gadget off like every other hour. And do little circle jobbers. So uh, if you see me doing little circle jobbers, that's. I want to know what what's that? Is that is that ball for your dog? Chase the <laughs> chase no, the ball. They you put have a, it in, handy? in your and I'm wearing a. If you you can't see us, but I'm wearing a sling around my left arm, and it's got a little cushion, a big pillow. Okay. That keeps my arm out just a little bit, and then on the top of the sling is a little ball holder, and has a red rubber ball. And they want me squeezing this red rubber ball every now and then to kind of keep these muscles ah. on this arm because it's just been in this position. I mean, it's just I sleep in this. So damn they design thing. the sling with the ball with holder. With the ball, on it. yeah, that's pretty funny. And as I'm sitting in the pool, I'm able to. There, there's a ledge at the pool where I go, and so I can sit on the ledge and and you know squeeze the ball, work my legs and all that, and just couldn't get the shoulder. But now I'm released full submerging. Submerging is that a word? Of, <laughs> it of, is the, now. of the shoulder. So I'm playing with the ball, and kids come over, and they're like, ooh, can we have the ball? I'm like, no, you can't have the ball. No, this is a <laughs> this physical is therapy device. medical device, yeah. <laughs> now, two weeks from now, I get put on a pulley that I have to put over a door, and then I have to pull out, you know, with the arms. I have to pull. I, I hook it on this arm, on my bad arm, and then I take the other, the good arm, and I pull it down, and it makes this arm go up, and it's a... It, it, I'm gonna have to get an engineer to come figure it out for me. I don't know what I'm doing, but okay. we'll we'll throw it over the door and somehow we'll do that. But I'm feeling good. I didn't take any pain meds the last three mornings. I have to take them. You know, as soon as I can get out of here, I'll take a, a pain medication just to kind of ease the. It's still a little bit sore and stiff. And mine's and, starting to hurt just looking yeah. at you. <laughs> it, but it's weird because my left arm in here. Um, of course, I use the keyboard, and that's where my mic button is, and I can't hit it. I'm, I'm too, I, the, I can't get the angle. So old Reuben is running my mic. That's the day you want to listen. Because if old Reuben forgets and leaves my mic up. Oh, man. And you know what McCarty can do when the mic is, is up. Is the and, delay engaged? By <laughs> the way? I'm going to double check when this is over for sure. So I've missed being, I mean, man, I was bored. Liz, Liz, was, Liz Swain came in yesterday. And, of course, Liz, longtime broadcaster. Mm-hmm. One of part of one of the 
to me, one of the best news teams, television oh. news teams in this market of all time. She and I Al agree. Pierce. Oh, I agree. Ed Baswell. Uh, 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 Ed Duranzic. Mm -hmm. I mean, what a crew. Every and you had Gwen Campbell, who was just, I mean, oh, extraordinary. Yeah. So, oh. so we got talking during the break about uh, what you just said about talking in front of a microphone. Oh, yeah. You always have to say, you always have to be in your mind that this thing is hot. Yes. You don't sit in the control room and say something that you don't want that right. could possibly be broadcast. Absolutely. I heard that during the Mardi Gras. In fact, on Channel 3, during the Mardi Gras broadcasts, um, they left the mic up. While they were there, you go. They were tossing to somebody else, and thankfully they were only talking about the weather and all. It wasn't anything juicy, because I was listening and I was waiting. I, was I like, know, Ooh, right? Give me something juicy. No, nothing juicy. So in but, theater, you know, we're all mic'd, and oh, yeah. there's one guy running the board. And when oh. you go off stage, I always wait <laughs> before I say anything to I'll make be sure that that dude off. I know man. it, man. <laughs> Take you care of my sure mic, you dude. Kill my mic. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm back. Did I miss anything? What, okay, what I about the building? The building, the, the painting is all done, it looks like. The painting is, is finally got finished. They're now doing floors. Oh, cool. So that's, that, that's the final until they, and then, of course, we're going to have our remodel in the studios. Man. They're, now they're going to have to go back to where they ended up. I know. Months later. I know. They're they're way behind the curveball. But, you know, it, it's, it looks good. I could see improvement. It, you know, it's been a couple of weeks. My surgery was two weeks ago today, about oh, this you know, about this time yeah. two weeks ago. Oh, I'm very well aware. Going in. So I'm I'm glad to be back. I, you got to catch me up on everything. I literally, for the first time in my career, I'm sorry to tell you this, Mike, I didn't listen. I, I sent one email on the day of my surgery. I that remember said, that. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's, it was the first police shooting, I think. Um, the the police involved shooting mm -hmm. and and it kept popping up notifications on my phone and so I sent that to everybody and I said hey somebody might want to jump on this and the boss sent me an email <laughs> and, it, and it, man it helped me it really did he said didn't you just get out of surgery and I replied I went yeah you're right so from that email I said you know what I'm going to ignore everything if they miss a story they miss a story they're bad I'm going to ignore it and forget about it, and I'm going to just take care of myself. And that's what I did. I didn't listen. I didn't pay attention to a whole lot. Well, I'll just take it that you trusted me. That's exactly it. I knew we were in good hands with you and Rube. It's all good. I'm just worried about this mic switch today. Um, you thanks, know, could be the day. To, uh, Scott Hughes for coming in. Oh yeah. Uh, several days. Uh, Louis R. Avalone from American Ground Radio. He was mm -hmm. also gracious. Uh, come in several days. I so. am going to miss my friend Denise. Golly. Oh uh, yeah, Mike, that's right. What a you were funny gone. woman. What I, I, you funny know, I woman. never, I never got a chance to meet them. Ugh. So they, they couldn't go to her service. I felt terrible, but I, I was, I was not in a position to that's do the so. American Mamas yeah. on American Ground Radio. Just if, if you knew Denise, you knew. If you, if you think people in your life are funny, you had met Denise. Denise Arthur was just. Ah, uh, sorry, sorry, I missed her service, and she will be missed, man, big time. Well, we've got a lot to catch you up on, so okay. uh, uh, glad you're back. Yes. Welcome back. If thanks. I haven't said it officially, welcome back. Well, thank you. It is good to be back. It really is. And, Reuben, thanks for filling in. I got a little mess no a sweet message from your wife who said, you were very glad I'm back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figure we're going to have to start back at the Super Bowl. 
since that was the last time. <laughs> 40 years on the radio, I, I missed the Super Bowl. Wow. Can you believe that? Uh Oh, my. Yeah, we got to go all the way back. I Mike forgot. and McCarty, 1017F. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty. So who won the Super Bowl? <laughs> Have we forgotten already? Patrick Mahomes okay, okay. and the Kansas City okay. Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, that's a good Philadelphia thing. Eagles. Now mm-hmm. we I don't I don't know how long it'll take before I forget that because you know when we talked about it a couple months ago we couldn't remember who won those last year's Super Bowl. We had to look I know, it up. I know. Look it up. And when will it be that we forget? Kansas City won. That's it. what I'm saying. A couple yeah. more months. She's not yeah. listening to me. I am. She's I'm paying not, attention. No, you're not. You're. I. I, I am. Is it going to be May? Can we like? Can we make it till May? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. guaranteeing anything. It's a good game, though. It uh, was a good it was game. A, actually, it was a good game. Yeah, and I, and the good thing is, I didn't care who won. I didn't care. You know, uh, oh, I, I like Jalen Hurts. I don't like Philadelphia. Uh, I'm not. Hey, I don't mind them. I don't mind them. Um, but but uh, Kansas City. I, we used to have a kid at, at at Channel Three years ago that was a huge Kansas City fan. He had these Kansas City oh, jackets, yeah. you know. And this is when they were nothing, right? You right. Know, for years, right. And, and so I always think of him mm-hmm. when I see them. I don't know where he is nowadays, but I bet he was uh, partying. He, I know he loved the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it makes me laugh thinking now how happy he is right now. Yeah, the only radio station in America today talking about the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sports stations, yes. ESPN, are not even talking about the Super Bowl anymore. Nobody, yeah, but it, but yeah, that had been, it's been forty years on the radio that I've always been working. And you've to been talk in about the, the, yeah, from make, Monday after the yeah, Super Bowl, or make bets before and give you my picks and all. So I was like, this is weird watching the game. I was like. I don't get to talk about it tomorrow. I'm going to be laying here. Oh man, it was it was very bizarre. We now, what about Mardi Gras? Did you were you you um, live near? Mardi oh, I live, Gras. oh, I I live right there. So you know, we have, absolutely have to plan our our days. You know, based on there's certain times you just got to lock in. If you're not going, you got to lock in. Now, um, can you go out the back way, back up Night Street? You can go down to Preston during a few hours but you can't go right on preston you have to go to the parkway yeah so you can still get out i mean you can st- and they can still get ems to you but if you want to try to go up to shreveport barksdale from about 10 in the morning until 10 at night you're you're not don't go that way because yeah. there's still going to be crowds out there because the people people hang out after the mardi gras parade a lot of them stay there they try to wear off their drunk or whatever mm-hmm. they might barbecue and, and still eat dinner there and they hang out late um, but See, we do that out. at LSU games. Oh, yeah. We drive down to an LSU game. First of all, LSU crowds are notorious for leaving early. Oh, absolutely. Winning or losing, mm-hmm. LSU crowds, I, because getting out of Tiger Stadium is so horrible. Yes. They're going to try to beat the crowd. Mm-hmm. We stay. First of all, I've gone down there. I'm staying to the end of the game. Right. And then we right. go back to the tailgate, and we fire up the grill. Absolutely. And we hang out at the tailgate for another hour. Why not? Exactly. I mean, especially if you've been drinking, there's no reason you should get on the streets. And I, um, you should just 
chill. Yeah. You know, unless you're walking to somewhere or you can Uber somewhere, just chill because there's no reason to get in the middle of that crowd. Why, so, why fight it? Any questions? Any anything? Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, how Mardi Gras kind of got sa- went south with regard to the the violent episodes because we know about the shooting. But I've been hearing from friends over and over and over again about all the fighting. People would just break into fights, and um, people were even even at the Highland Parade. And I, you know, I love Highland, but even at the Highland Parade, grown-ups snatching beads off the ground from kids. That's kids, ridiculous. That, that's come on. That's I, just I nutty. would catch them and give them to kids when right. I go. You know, catch toys and stuff and give and find kids around and, and give them. Because what are you going to do? What when you get home? What are you going to do with that little? plastic football or those beads and it means so much to little kids i just i just don't get it the only thing that i do like and not a lot aaron (laughs) i was sitting out on my porch after the highland parade because uh uh, i live near the route and, Mm -hmm. and kids were walking teenage boys carrying stacks of cups Oh yeah, <laughs> taller than they were. Yeah, it was yeah. hilarious. Now, now I I must confess because I'm a decent Christian, I'm gonna snatch a moon pie from a child. I'm sorry, <laughs> girl, gonna snatch a moon pie. I don't care vanilla chocolate, kid. Sorry, you don't I need it. I did not make one parade this year. I didn't either. Obviously. I did not make. Well, you had a. Mm-hmm. I just when I got COVID back in twenty or twenty one, whatever it was. The worst part for me was months after mm-hmm. major fatigue. Oh, yes. I mean, I yes. would months. I would I would go mow the front yard, and I couldn't do the backyard, or I couldn't do the trimming. I couldn't. I was worn out. Right. Right. And for some reason, last week I kind of felt that. Mm-hmm. And we had we had family going to the Highland Parade. My mom and sister were all going down, and uh, my. My brother-in-law and his girls were in town. I wanted to go. Right. Couldn't get up the... I, I said, yeah. I just can't. I've got to get some rest. Mm-hmm. My kid didn't even go. I thought he'd go with some buddies, but he was like, I'm not battling all the drunks. He's not a big drinker. Yeah. You know, so Same he doesn't want to be in... He doesn't want to be around it. <laughs> right. Um, plus, he doesn't want to get in a situation where he might have to, you know, somebody's messing with him, and he doesn't want to have to engage because he would kill somebody. So... You know, he's, he said, I'm not going. I'm just going to chill. So that's well, what we did. I'm so glad to have you back. It's good to be back. It really is. 3.30 was a little early this morning. I'm just going to tell you that, but I'm up. I'm it up. sure is up at 3.30. Yeah. <laughs> Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Today, today's uh, well, what is today? Yesterday was Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. Fat Tuesday. So, is Thursday a thing? No, it's just the beginning of Lent, which okay. I haven't given away. I haven't given up anything yet. Ooh. Next year's Mardi Gras schedule, by the way, is nuts. It is going. There's a story on KeelNews dot com. Uh, going to be crazy because it's so early next year. February 13th is Fat Tuesday. Is Fat Tuesday, which means the Gemini Parade will be the, what, the 9th? 
Yeah, and and I mean that's before Valentine's Day, so you're gonna you're gonna have conflicts with Valentine's Day, the Super Bowl, uh, going to be around that time. You know, mm, man, the, the the crew of Centaur Parade will be February third. Yeah, the float loading party February second, and then Gemini on the tenth. That's just that's early. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at the season starting in mid January. Oh yeah, all the balls, everything's because gonna have to be. Yeah, those are just the huge parades toward mm-hmm. the end. But then you've got the crew of Sobek Parade, uh, the crew of Harambe, and those are like the middle of January. That's unreal. It's gonna be first of the year. It's gonna be something every weekend regarding the Mardi Gras, and then the balls and all that. I mean, they're gonna have to cram a lot of it into the same time frame. February 11th is uh, Super Bowl Sunday. That's already scheduled. February eleventh, wow. wow, and then uh, so that's going to be the same day of the gym, uh, the crew of Highland Parade. That's unreal, unreal. I was excited to see all the when I saw the pictures of the Highland Parade. I was just blown away, and all my oh, friends that are went, ready, man, oh, they're ready to man. get back to life. It is. People were out. It was eight, ten people deep the entire route. It was just so cool, so cool to see. Mm. And and I enjoyed it all from my front porch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or my chair, actually. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, Aaron, uh, Aaron, back from shoulder surgery. Everything I'm, I'm, everything went well. You were texting good. the day of your surgery, for crying out loud. I know. I was not expecting that. I know. That's bizarre. I'm I'm kind of anal, as you have, if you haven't figured that out yet. And you've got and a huge clown nose on the on your arm. <laughs> i got to do my little circles here in a second. So, i got to take this whole gadget off and do my little workout thing and then put it all back on. Well, And it's fun. It's Welcome fun. back. We're mm-hmm. so glad you're back. Ruben's really glad you're back. <laughs> 1017 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, Aaron McCarty back from her shoulder surgery. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> yeah, I feel good. There was uh, I, I, I want to bring this up, and and I'm going to make people mad, and my intent is not to make people mad, but I, I've got a question. We had mm-hmm. a second Shreveport police officer attacked uh, yesterday. And it was a female officer. Mm-hmm. She apparently responded to a call at the Circle K, Line Avenue at Olive there. Uh, a man refused to leave. He was accused of shoplifting. I think he was a, a reportedly homeless man. Um, but she was by herself. And she was attacked. Mm-hmm. Are female officers more vulnerable than... A male officer as a general rule when you put it that way that's a really good question i was worried where you were going with this um Art. but when you put it that way it, that's thought provoking i'm sure they're less Somebody, threatening i would bet to a suspect when i was with bozier um i rode with the, at, at some time very good officer mm-hmm. female officer but she was very short now she was a firecracker don't get me wrong mm-hmm. But was she more vulnerable in a situation 
if she had to get into a physical altercation. And and some and you say, well, she got a gun. Yeah, but that's not always the case. If you get ambushed, or and officers you get, don't want to pull their gun and shoot no. people. I mean, that they no, just no, no, don't no, want no. to do that. And and there's a continuum of force, mm-hmm. which is which came to light during un, you know, the unfortunate situation uh, with uh, Alonzo Bagley. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Th- that uh, you know that that officers are trained if somebody. Uh, you know, if somebody raises their fist to you, you can't just boom shoot. You know, mm-hmm. you have a level of force right. that you uh, that you have to adhere to. You know, you can take out your baton, your right. ass baton. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they have a weapon, I mean, you can accelerate the level of force depending on the situation. Right, but you're going to have a lot of people that are going to say, "Mike, Mike, Mike, get out of the '60s." These women are trained. They're trained properly. They know how to defend themselves. They know the techniques and, and all that. has nothing to do with training. I, I know. I know. Men I know. and women mm-hmm. are different. They're physically different. You're absolutely right. But I I think most folks would say no, possibly there are, she's there more are vulnerable. women officers that could beat me up. I'm oh, not saying most women all of them, shouldn't yeah. be, but... but as a general rule, are 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 they more vulnerable? This is the second attack mm-hmm. on a, on a uh, female officer. Yeah, and that had to it, have assistance. When you say it that way, it is it is very intriguing to think about, you know. But I hope the officer's okay. She's hope, going to be the mm-hmm. second one is going to be fine. Right, I, I minor just, injuries. Sad to hear. I had just driven by there. I was I was right there about an hour prior to this incident. I'm I'm uh, I'm sad it happened. I. You know, I hope I hope all is good. I just maybe more vulnerable, but I think they're all trained the same and are all capable of taking care of themselves. No doubt about that. Oh boy, we got to take a break. Aaron mm-hmm. McCarty back. Mike and McCarty, one hundred one seven. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. I'm excited not only that you're back, uh, but this is uh F one testing weekend in Bahrain. Ah yeah. Yes, they're Daytona five hundred Sunday. Yeah. It was unreal. It was a great race. Okay, I'm sitting in I don't know if you can see this. I I was in my last night, sat down. What'd you do? I don't know. I think it's an ant bite. Ow. Okay. Right on your thumb knuckle? Yeah, right on the knuckle on on my thumb. Ouch. And I'm going, okay, I think this is an ant bite because it's got a little bit, and I, I burst it. Thank you. If you're having breakfast, I'm sorry. But what came to my mind mm-hmm. was there's a, one, one of the guys in our, in our Sunday school class came uh, in. He's got, looked like you, looked like a big arm brace. His, his hand was wrapped. He got bit by uh, uh, the uh, brown recluse. Brown recluse spider. Ooh. And, wow. And, Oh my gosh! He says he didn't even know when it happened. Yikes! But it starts that the 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 necrotic, you know, it's around e- the it eats away at your skin. Yeah. So that was my thought last night. I'm like, I think this is an. I hope this is an ant bite. Yeah, no kidding. Because it it doesn't really hurt or anything. But I, that came to my mind. I was like, oh my, mm. those brown recluses. Uh, Obviously, common around our area. Yeah, I don't put my shoes on where I don't shake them out anymore. Really? Oh gosh, yes. 
for spiders and stuff? Yes. I hadn't even thought to do that. I I, <laughs> I put my foot in my shoe years and years ago, and there's a big water bug. Oh. And it right in the arch, and it started oh, moving. No. I was like, what the? Oh. Threw that shoe across the room. Oh, I would have freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> I would have freaked out. Yeah. A friend posted a picture of her um, toilet, and in mm-mm, her mm-mm, in her mm-mm, toilet, mm-mm, mm-mm. there was a snake. Yes. <laughs> but you know what they did? Ah. They couldn't flush it or get it out. For some reason, her macho husband came in and smashed the toilet up with a sledgehammer (laughs) to get to the snake. You see the smashed up toilet on the floor next to the dead snake. I'm to come up with another solution to that problem. She said he wasn't going to grab it, so he had to kill it. So he started smashing into the toilet to kill it and in the process smashed his damn toilet up. Holy crap. I've seen pictures of that, and I'm Ugh. conscious of that as well. Yes. Ooh. You kind of, I, yeah. You kind of look before you. But yeah. Because <laughs> you'd have to hover. Because, <laughs> you know, they can come up and bite. And I got a whole buffet down here for them to enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm back. Don't you love this? And on that note, Quality Radio. Welcome back. <laughs> 101.7 FM. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, Aaron back from vacation. Yay! Two week vacation. <laughs> Highlight, italicized, emphasized, vacation. Oh, wasn't a vacation. Haven't talked to Scott Hughes in a long time, so I thought I'd get him on the phone. <laughs> Scott, good morning. Mike, I'm not just a host, I'm a guest. <laughs> Man, so how long has it been since you've been on? You get the guest basket this day today, yeah. How long has it been since you've been on? I don't know. A number of hours. No. So, yeah. Aaron, we're so, so glad to hear you back. Well, Aaron. thank I'm glad you. I'm you're doing well. And I know, you, I know you appreciated my text this morning at 6-something in the morning. Are you up? I know you love that. Always good to hear from you. I, I have to ask you, I'm a little bit out of touch, as you know, um, but I want to know about this LaToya Cantrell but you know, recall petition. You know, when you hear people are trying to recall a politician, you're like, good luck with that. It's never going to happen, you know. But these folks turned in their petitions yesterday, and they say they've got more than enough signatures. What happens now, Scott? Well, they did turn in their petition. Um, it was 10 boxes, the best that I, um, I saw last night. They held a press conference. What happens next is that those 10 boxes of names gets counted, and it gets checked against... The, um, I believe the current voter um, role, which is the very important part, because um, I don't know that they are going to meet the standard. I believe that they, they need to get about 52,000 signatures, 20% of about 264,000. Math in the morning on the radio, I know. Mm-hmm. But there's about 264,000 registered voters in New, the city of New Orleans. And so they would need about 52,000. Um, they claim they've turned in more than she got when she got elected, which was 49,000-something. So they're in that gap between 49,000 and 52. They did not say how many signatures they had, 
because the real issue is they also filed a legal challenge at the same time to the voter registration rolls. What they're claiming is that there are probably about twenty to 25,000 names on the rolls of the city of New Orleans who are either deceased or moved out or no longer can vote for one reason or another. So they want to win that lawsuit to lower the voter rolls, meaning they only need about 49,000 signatures. And so my gut is that they, if they don't have that 52,000 certified names, they're going to probably fall short because even if they win that lawsuit, I know it gets confusing, but even if they win their lawsuit, I'm going to guess a court's going to say, this was the voter roll the day you turned it in. Hmm. Okay, if they meet the threshold and they have enough signatures, then the governor is required by law to call an election, a special election, to elect a new mayor? That is correct. And, and, and there, I've heard some people speculate that John Bell Edwards, he has no choice. The governor would call the election. Um, it's not in the governor's purvey to certify the ballot. That actually is the register of voters in Orleans. And so that's where the politics is, how, how the Orleans um, you know, register of voters deals with this list, how they deal with this lawsuit. But assuming they get to a point where they have 20%, of the registered voters as acknowledged by a court, I'm going to add that piece now, then yes, the governor has so many days. Really what, really what the law says is the governor has to call the election. He just gets a little purvey on when he gets to set it. Um, and or he can, um, you know, if, there's, if the job is vacant, he can, he can appoint that. But this job won't be vacant. Um, and then you go to the election, and then it's a full-out election. And so this is why it's so hard, because they're not even to the step yet where they've got their list certified. Then they have to call the election. And then you still have to go beat her at the ballot box. It's a straight-up election. She can be on the ballot. That was my so, next uh, question. If she's being recalled, uh, is she eligible to run it in the the new election? My belief is yes. I'd have to check the specifics. But, but generally, the candidate can often um, run again. And that, that's why sometimes these are very interesting, because all you end up doing is getting a chance to run again. What has done her in? If you were, if I were to ask you the three things that have really ticked voters in New I Orleans off, <laughs> what would you put on that list, Scott? Well, I, I think the three things I would put on that list, there's two big ones. Um, one has to do a lot with her travel and the way that she, many, many things she's just used the, um, the public monies as her own private purse and how she's traveled in first class and done different things. Number two, there's a lot of speculation around her use of a city apartment and perhaps an inappropriate relationship with her security detail. And I'm not saying I think that that's true. We'll let the, the facts purvey that. But that's the, the rumor down there, that she's having an affair with her security detail. And then number three, um, there's a lot of other specifics. But number three to me is it's just the image. I think a lot of people are saying this is not the image we need from a mayor in a major U.S. city. Um, just you put it all together, and it's just she's not representing the city well, the city of New Orleans well. It's a constant, a constant list of stories of her acting inappropriate in public. And there's one last week where she was um, flipping the bird off to people in a Mardi Gras parade. And it's just you had those three; those are the three big ones to me. And it's just got a lot of the voter base ready to turn her out. The problem is she just really won re-election in COVID. Um, and so given the dynamics of the New Orleans population, she has a very good chance to, A, beat this recall effort, and, and B, if she could be on the ballot, which I would want to double-check, um, win again. 
She she won with sixty percent of the vote. I mean, it, it was a mandate. Unbelievable. It's essentially right. Because wasn't there a recalled talk in her first term at some point? Recall talk happens a lot, and it's usually by a minority party or a couple of individuals that that, that are that are disgruntled. Um, we've had recall elections up here in Shreveport. People talked about recalling Mayor Adrian Perkins, and they never got anywhere with that. Um, oftentimes, recall efforts are really more about generating bad publicity for the elected candidate because the actual standard to achieve is very, very high. One of the few I even remember in my lifetime, I think, years ago, we had a recall effort out in California for a governor. That was succeeded. You don't see many big offices ever really succeed in a recall effort. Scott Hughes on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Scott, can you hold on for another segment for us? Sure. We'll take a break. Mike and McCarty, 101.7 FM. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh, Shreveport political analyst Scott Hughes is uh, talking with us about the uh, recall election going on in New Orleans, or the recall effort going on in New Orleans to uh, recall the mayor. Um, political science professor Pearson Cross, I believe at ULM, Scott says that this recall effort in New Orleans might actually open the door in other municipalities who are not pleased with their elected officials to follow suit. If it's a success, he thinks this really could spearhead this effort. Grassroots folks jumping out and saying, look, you're not doing what we elected you to do. Um, you agree? Um, if, if it succeeds, anything builds on anything else. I did while we were in the break go just check the law real quick because um, I was a little confused earlier. If if they actually succeed with the petition, then the governor does have to call the election, and then the recall vote is the only thing on the the, the question is, do you want to recall this official? So um, it, it's a yes or no. That, that that's why, in a sense, it's a vote on the official. They, do you want to recall Latoya Cantrell? If you vote yes and it's successful, then she's removed from office. If you vote no, then she stays in office and you move on. And so, She's removed and pretty, pretty immediately? Move it in 15 days of it passing because you have to certify the vote. But assuming the vote is certified, then the office is, what the law says is, then the office is declared vacant. She is out of the office. And then the law kicks in where the governor would appoint a temporary appointment. And the law does say, this is where I was, I was remembering, the law says she could not be reappointed to the office by the governor, nor can she be a candidate in the election to actually replace her. Wow. So it does effectively, it's really two, if, if this is a successful petition, it, it could create two elections, if that makes any sense. The mm-hmm. first one is an up or down, do we want to keep her? So in effect, she gets a an election where she's the only name on the ballot, yes or no. And then if she were to be voted out, then she could not be a candidate on the second ballot. Interesting. I, I agree with the professor. I think that, yes, if this were to be successful, it is, it is one of the largest elected officials in the state of Louisiana. Um, it would certainly spur on more. I also looked at the history. Since 2014, there's only been six successful um, recall petitions filed, six filed that got certified. And of the six that got certified, only two officials were recalled. And they're both like aldermen or city councilmen mm-hmm. in very small jurisdictions. We've not seen in Louisiana a significant elected official really even get through the petition 
process, much less the success rate to even get them recalled. But, but yes, I think Pearson's correct. If, it ever, if anyone ever succeeded, it would spear on, and I'm using my air quotes, grassroots efforts. Remember, grassroots efforts are typically the minority party fighting against the person that's already won the office. Mm-hmm. Cross also said that, and this was stunning to me to hear him say, that recall efforts are not cheap, that you typically hire people to go out and get the signatures, and you pay them up to $2 for every signature they turn in. I did not know that's how it. That's how this game is played now. That it's not go set up outside your grocery store and well, get you signatures. Get fifty thousand signatures. That's quite a check you're writing out. That's how it's done now. I guess Scott, huh? Well, it, it's like everything else in life. It's like people pay street walkers and they pay people to put out their brochures and stand on corners with placards and. Um, you know, you're effectively canvassing. You're you're paying people to go out and try to find people to put signatures on. At the same time. It's the reason why these petitions often fail, because you have workers who aren't really um, emotionally or politically vested in the effort. They are just being paid per name on a list. And so they oftentimes get people that sign up two or three times. They get people that think they vote in Orleans. They may live in Orleans Parish, but they don't vote in the city of New Orleans. Mm. Or they used to vote in the city of New Orleans, but now they moved over to Mattery. And so this is where the list always become an issue. Um, I think the, the registered voters there in Orleans Parish has 15 days to certify this list. That's always a monumental task. Um, so we'll know in about two weeks whether these people have met the standard or not, and then we'll have this issue. Assuming they don't have 52,000 names straight up, then we'll have the lawsuit to see if they can get the list lowered. So even though they have the 52,000 names that uh, that are required, that is what – see, I didn't realize the process. That's going to trigger an election. So the, she could still be voted in office, mm-hmm. even with the petition. Even if they are successful and they have the correct amount of names and they get certified, all that is going to do is you're correct. It's going to put on the ballot, do you want to recall LaToya Cantrell? One vote straight up, yes or no. Mm-hmm. LaToya very probably still wins that election. Because now you have to go raise money and run an actual campaign, and she's the incumbent mayor with a sitting election pool, and she's got a base, and she very likely just wins that election straight out. And then what the law says is if you go for it and get her on the ballot, a yes or no, and she wins, then you can't attempt to recall her again for 18 more months, and that's the rest of her term. And they could write that question. You know how they do on these uh, propositions. You think you're voting yes, and you're actually voting no, or vice versa. I hope it has to be clear. It has to be very clear. As long as you this one's always pretty clear. As long as you understand what recall means. I think the question says, do you want to recall the mayor of New Orleans, Latoya Kentrell? And mm-hmm. so that's a yes or no. You vote yes. It doesn't say do you want to get rid of the mayor. That's probably the simple English thing that people understand. But certainly you understand what a recall means. The question on this one's pretty clear. One more thing, our last minute here. Um, the picture of her flipping off Mardi Gras revelers in New Orleans, I could not believe it. I thought it was photoshopped. I thought it was maybe she's holding up the peace sign and you only see the middle finger. Have you really seen evidence that she truly flipped off revelers? I mean, she really did that? <clears throat> yeah, she really did. I, I, I've seen the video. I think just to put it, and I'm not defending the mayor in, in any in any way here, but to put it in some context, she was at a Mardi Gras parade, and I think it's the crew of Tufts, C-U-F-T-S. I think that's how they say it. 
this is a parody crew. It's a crew that does, um, they, they make fun of elected officials. They make fun of things going on in, in, in the community. And so apparently a float or a group came by that was, that was parodying, um, satiring the mayor, and she flipped them off. Mm-hmm. Now, I think some might say that was her having fun back, but it, it's a bad image. But the 100%, she saluted them. They're number one. Oh, Scott Hughes. Great stuff. Congrats, by the way, to the Caddo Magnet girls soccer team. Your final soccer game, uh, you lose to a a powerhouse. Yeah. I I just can't congratulate the girls enough. They they made it to the semifinals, right, and and, uh, had a great game. Proud of my daughter and the Caddo Magnet ladies. Your son, one of the assistant coaches, we had a great run. I'll just say this. The St. Thomas Moore Lady Cougars, are that good. They're the number two in the nation, and it's not a mythical poll. They are mm-hmm. that good. But we had a great ride. Cattle Magnet, um, Lady Soccer to the semifinals again. The Bozier boys play today for a state championship. Sweet. Scott Hughes, Shreveport political analyst. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Checks I'll in the mail. In tomorrow, guys. Y'all, y'all enjoy your day on the radio. Thanks. <laughs> 101.7 FM. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty Erin back from her extended vacation. We're very glad she's back. Uh, coming up later this morning, Shreveport Little Theater opening a new production over the river and through the woods, and we're going to have somebody in studio with us. I'm not sure who yet. Oh, cool! So they'll be talking to us. Uh, the show opens tonight. Nice. So that'll be later this morning. Uh, stay with us. We got to take a break, Erin. We'll be right back. Yeah. So glad you're home. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I can't wait. 1017 oh. FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. We all love uh, a good McCarty pib, don't we? we, we we've Morgan? missed it. We haven't had it for two weeks, so let's let's hear it. Uh, I decided today to to check out something to make sure it was true. Um, I wanted to find out that, that there's a Posadas on Burt Coons was closing or had closed its doors for good. Like suddenly. Nobody yeah. nobody apparently knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. Maybe the employees did. Like folks ate there Saturday night, and then Monday there's a sign on the building saying we're closed for good. So I decided I'm going to go check it out this morning on my way to work. I was early because I had to get up prep and prep earlier because I don't know how long I'm going to take to do everything anymore. And so I drive down the Clyde Fant Parkway. And if you're listening, folks at Swebco, I'm not sure if it's you or not, but uh, or City of Shreveport, Clyde Fant Parkway lights from Preston all the way to Jimmy Davis are out. Completely out. Clyde Fant Parkway needs attention. Okay, now fast forward me to the interlude. So Clyde Fant going south. Going south. Preston. Yeah, south and north. Nothing's on. Okay. All of the lights are pretty much in the middle. They're all out. Um, I'm going to check my list today to see if that's Swebco, if that's the city. Swebco does some of the parkway. The city does the rest. Fast forward to after I went by Posados, and yes, it is closed. You can see that at keelnews.com for the reasons. It's kind of interesting. Get on the interloop. Get to about Line Avenue. I'm headed west. When, once you pass Line Avenue and, and uh, I-49, every light on 220 or Terry Bradshaw Passway, the interloop, whatever you want to call it, 
every light from just beyond 49 all the way around to 70th Street. Every light is out. Mike. (laughs) Mike. (laughs) What did we just have the last two weekends in our community? Mardi Gras. Our two biggest... Hundreds Visitor, of vis- thousands yes. of people. Hundreds of thousands of people converge on our city, and one of our main thoroughfares, completely dark. Completely dark. We have more visitors in our community during the Mardi Gras weekends than any other time of the year. You cannot tell me that every freak. Watch the mic here, Rube. <laughs> every freaking light bulb. On the inner loop, went out at the same time. They have to have blown a circuit or something. Something is Somebody wrong. Somebody flipped the circuit breaker. Figure it the blank out. <laughs> Figure out what's going wrong and fix it. That is embarrassing. And I don't ever drive on the inner loop. If I, I'm sorry to folks that I haven't been griping about you because I've been griping about I-20. All right, I wasn't listening. Where was it now? <laughs> It's sad. And I actually saw the contractor working up on the inner loop, and then they got diverted from the inner loop back to I-20 because some nut job on the radio was bashing about I-20. Get them back on the inner loop. Mike, every light. How can – are the gophers eating the lights? The the, – Well, if all the lights, then it's more than – like you say, it's more than just a a, a bulb issue, and it's more than just – the 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 wiring on a particular pole they're not going and eating every single one are not, they no i can't imagine that being the case and how can we possibly be the only city in america who has problems with our lines under our lights everybody has gophers or rats or whatever's chewing the lines up figure out what they've done to fix it and fix it for crying out loud, I was so saddened to see it. I really was. And and I'm really apologetic to all the people who, because when I gripe about the lights, people send me, you know, hey, but they're out here. They're out on the Cross Lake Bridge. They're out here. You don't ever mention it. Well, I'm mentioning 3132, the inner loop. And if you're a representative in this community and you're not griping about this, that we let this happen on the two weekends when we had the biggest visitors to our community, the biggest number of visitors, and we're still completely dark. That's sad. And I'm going to send an email. God bless you, Mayor Arsenault. You're in the hot seat now. You get these lovely streetlight videos that I'm going to send today to you and the public works director and, you know, the Swepco people and all. But it's just embarrassing. It really is. I got a message from Swepco. Hang on. <laughs> Clyde Fant is the city. The city has Shreveport-Barksdale Bridge all the way to Jimmy Davis. So that's not a Swepco issue. That is a city of Shreveport issue. Thank you. Swepco handles some of the Clyphant Parkway near the downtown area. But for crying out loud, holy, we're out of time. I'm sorry. Pib done. Are you sure? I, yeah, maybe. <laughs> no more coffee for you, by the way. <laughs> Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710. It was 1989.
1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Um, Aaron, we got some messages on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. Oh, boy. Uh, same for I-20 roadway through Bozier. Road is absolutely horrendous. Mm. Mitch, yes. I've talked about this uh, ad nauseum. Even had um, uh, Sean Wilson on the phone asking him about I-20 through Shreveport and mm-hmm. Bozier. He said visitors coming in from or, or uh, Mitch message Go on a pib about conditions of I-20 through Bossier. Visitors coming for Mardi Gras and the upcoming air show. That's right. We've got the uh, Defenders of Liberty coming up. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get I-20 rebuilt before then, but no, something does need to be done. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, the SWEPCO has has changed out the lights on Uri Drive and on the Clyphant Parkway near the downtown area to LED lighting. And that's the way we really need to go. And I know the, the mayor is now looking at hiring a private contractor to take care of lighting and or get traffic engineering up to speed. But it re- we really need to address it. It really is a problem. And we we got to figure out a way to fix it. We really do. It's just embarrassing. G says, Aaron, it took me three years of complaining about lights on 3132 between Burt Coons and Lyme. They were finally fixed at the end of last year, even though they stayed on 24-7 after that. Mm, yeah, yeah, it, it really it really is sad. And I'm I'm hoping they can figure out a way to fix it. Because it, it, when I drove on 3132 this morning and it was completely pitch dark, I thought, man, what did we just have in our city? And, and you know, it happened at the Independence Bowl time. It happened mm-hmm. during the, the state fair. Some of our biggest events is when we really, that's when you really need to call the cleaning crew into your home and clean up things and spruce up and look good when you're having company over. Well, when we're having company over to our city, we really need to step up. We had, uh, of course, Mardi Gras just wrapped up yesterday, Ash Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today, I guess, the beginning of Lent. But a lot of of people... uh, yeah, yesterday, Ash, Ash Wednesday, right? Yeah, that's the beginning of Lent. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm, just, I'm interrupting that's, that's you. It's okay. Um, a lot of things happened during the Mardi Gras parades. Obviously, unfortunately, a teenager was uh, shot and killed through an accident, through uh, some horseplay. The teenagers were, were horsing around. Uh, there was another shooting during the parade last weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, reportedly, uh, several fights I mean, anytime you get several hundred thousand people together, right, and and you're going to mix in alcohol and uh, other factors, there's going to be issues. You bet. But the Shreveport police are working on increasing security mm-hmm. and, uh, and enacting some proactive measures to help in that. And we've got Police Chief Wayne Smith going to join us next hour mm-hmm. to uh, to talk about some of the things that they've got planned for Mardi Gras 2024. If you have a question for the chief, submit it now on our Shreveport Security Systems message board. You never know, we might get to your question. You can get to the message board by downloading the Keel app. Which is absolutely free, courtesy of Office Furniture Source. 1017 FM, 710.
1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Uh, we got a story on keelnews.com about these edibles. And, and Aaron, you were out, Ruben. We, we actually talked about this. There was a, a kind of not a similar story, but about these edibles. They're packaged in a way that it looks like you're buying you know, Haribo gummy bears, right? Sour Patch Kids, yeah, yeah. yeah Bright like colored that. rainbow, you know, packaging, and and some of them actually use the logos of like Doritos. There, I mean, there's d- d- packages of Doritos chips. It can't be legal. It it says Doritos, the Doritos logo, and yeah, it's not misspelled or anything. No, and, and, and I mean it's that, not with an E or something. And that's, that's something that started a long time ago with like similar looking packaging with maybe the gummy worms with a Z or something like that, or they would they would misspell it in mm-hmm. some way. It would right. be off enough to where, but now it, they're just using the regular names. They're just like Lay's yes. chips and and Haribo gummy bears, and it looks identical it's pretty scary there was one package of uh, looked like oreos it had the oreos you know lettering but it was like stonios, stonios <laughs> you know so you're like okay these aren't oreos wow but it looked like the oreos logo but they have a little sticker on them saying contains thc or something like that right mm-hmm. but if you're not looking for contains thc on the package your eight-year-old goes to the candy aisle or mm-hmm. whatever yeah, what the now? Heck? Now these are in a in a a smoke shop, so mm-hmm. hopefully an eight year old won't be in there. Right, I think but you can get them at Walmart. That... I think you can get some of them at Walmart. It might be in a secure area. I don't know, but you the the reason we bring it up today, and this is I got we got a credit KTAL. They did a fantastic job on reporting because they went to the school and talked to a bunch of parents. A kid at Green Oaks Performing Academy was handing out candy. To other kids. A 13-year-old kid. Yeah. Yeah. 13 years old. Or a 13-year-old ended up with some of the edibles. I'm not sure how old the student was oh, who okay. actually brought okay. the edibles in, but a 13-year-old student ended up with some of the edibles. They're saying they they brought at least 50 edibles into the school and started handing them out. What? Which, uh, which I, I'm, I, as, as most people know, I'm part of the medical marijuana program here in Louisiana, and I ordered my edible gummies yesterday which which from the pharmacy they don't come in like a goofy looking you know haribo gummy bear pack they right. look very medical They're, sure it's 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 obvious what they are what but do they cost I, I ordered a pack of 10 for 57 dollars now so does t- insurance cover something like that no 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 i mean i i think i can i think i can apply to have it done but i i don't get them frequently enough to really worry about it but what my point is, that's $300 worth of edibles that this kid brought to the school. Who's buying that for this kid? I don't know. And paying attention to what they're doing with them. Right. I don't know if I don't know if she swiped them from a parent or uh, ended up with them or bought them through somebody else or I don't know what happened here. And, and I know uh, KDAL is going to be doing more reports on it because right. we've got to find out how many other kids got them. Right. How mm-hmm. many other kids got these candies? And the, the big part about it is that parents were not informed when they found out what had happened. Uh, parents are really upset was why the school was not notified. Why, why the school didn't notify us that these candies had been handed out. Mm-hmm. Right. And and the another thing is 
you know, if you're not a regular THC user, the effects can be dependent on the strength of the edible. The effects mm-hmm. can get a little crazy. You can get paranoid. You can have a full blown panic attack, get dizzy, lose your balance, go into some kind of emotional distress type situation. Wow. Like it, 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 it can get scary. Mm-hmm. Now, so people go to the hospital for overdoing edibles all the time. So were these distributed? Do we know it, that these were distributed as uh, THC-containing edibles, or were they saying, oh, here's some candy? No idea. No idea on, on how this kid was handing them out. Or, so there you could know. be a kid that comes home and he's stoned out of his gourd, but the parent not know what's wrong. What happened? What's, yeah. What is wrong with mm-hmm. my child? And if you if you were to eat, and you you, ne- you never, this is a Reuben question, and, and you, you didn't, you <laughs> never, you. you never ate, I mean, you you touched on that a minute ago, but say you ate three or four of them. This could, it really could be a trip to the hospital. Uh, yeah, and especially if you have, you know, problems with panic attacks or paranoia. Like, it, it won't give you a heart attack, but you'll feel like you're having a heart attack. Your heart will start mm. racing, your chest will start to hurt. I thought they were supposed to have the opposite effect. Uh, it, well, it depends. If, if, if you do a little bit, you know, the right okay, amount sure. for a person of a certain tolerance, then you won't have that problem. But if you do too much... You know, if you if you eat too many aspirin, you're going to have to go to the hospital. Sure. You know? Well, I suspect this is me talking because I I know a person. Let's just put it. Let's leave it at this. <laughs> you know, I know everybody. I know a person whose kid was bringing candy to school. You know, you get those big bags of candy from Sam's, and then you would sell the individual bags oh, for yeah. a buck a yeah, piece, right. and the kid would make a ton of money. And this kid was selling these little bags of candy at school, and this kid who um, their parents shall be nameless. Um, was making a pile of money. And this person's mom was buying these big bags of candy because, you know, for her kid, God bless her, because she thought, oh, he just loves these candies. That's cool. <laughs> He's got an industry going. So this particular mom gets a call from the assistant principal one day. Oh, no. Who says, hey, I've got your son in the office. He's been selling candy at school. And uh, what do you want me to do with the rest of the candy I got from him? I said, "Well, how much is there?" I mean, not, I mean, this person said, <laughs> "Oops, <laughs> how much is how much is left?" <laughs> and uh, said, "Only a couple of bags." I said, well, "Just throw it away." What are you going to do with him? And uh, this mom said, "You know, do whatever you have to do, whatever." So I suspect this kid was probably selling them. Hey, you want one of these? It's possible. These are it's a buck. Okay, these two are bucks, whatever. THC gummies. Yeah, okay. I suspect the kid was making some money. Try yeah. them; you'll love them. Got to try one. I suspect that had happened because I have a little bit of. Ex- I mean, a friend of mine has a little <laughs> bit of experience with. This does happen at school. Kids love to buy extra, you know, extra special stuff, Marketing. and they bring money. Now, when I was in school, it was cinnamon flavored toothpicks. Remember oh, those? Gosh, yeah. I love those. Those I know it. Those were the coolest things back in the day. Do they still exist? I right no right down the street they have them at the uh, Cracker Barrel. Do they? Yeah, they sell them at Cracker Barrel. Oh, very cool. Very cool. <laughs> I well, might have to make a stop on the way yeah. home. <laughs> now I'm going to have to too. <laughs> yes, Go into the, exactly. the country store there. <laughs> Get some extras. <laughs> Mike and McCarty Shreveport Little Theater opening a production this weekend. We'll talk with them coming up. Also Chief Wayne Smith joining us in studio at 8:40. We're going to talk about Mardi Gras security. And the attacks on two police officers. Mike and McCarty, 1017.
1017 FM, 710 Keel. Mike and McCarty in studio with us this morning. Um, Allison Miller, Mary Flanders from Shreveport Little Theater's latest production, Over the River and Through the Woods. Good morning, gals. Good morning. So Good glad morning. to be here. Allison, be real, get real close to that mic for me there. Y'all got to be right in front of it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about this production. This is a relatively new show, isn't it? Well, it's set in the 1990s, uh, and uh, it's about four grandparents and their grandson, who they adore, and and, uh, the games that they play to try to get him to keep from moving to Seattle, Washington. And no spoiler, but everybody dies in the end, right? (laughs) They all die. I do not die. (laughs) I'm alive and well. And what's your character? I am Caitlin. I'm one of the little games that one of the grandparents right here, Miss Mary, plays Emma, and she's my friend in it, and we, uh, she brings me over to try to set I intru- me in. Yeah. I introduce him to my grandson, yeah. Nicholas. Does it work out? I don't know. I'll have to wait and see. I'm <laughs> not going to spoil I'm, that. I'm going to say I love when there's live local theater that mm-hmm. you can bring your kids to, mm-hmm. and this is it's a family comedy Kid, kid, it's appropriate for kids, and mm-hmm. you know I think it's really important to expose your children to these kinds of activities. And I'm thrilled that y'all have this this going. So this is for kids every age group. It's it's a little not little kids, okay. but yeah, my my grandkids are coming. They're 11 and 15, and mm-hmm. and since this is about grandkids, I, they better be there. <laughs> yeah. They better see their Mimi do it. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. It's very funny. Um, a lot of family values. A lot of our focus is on food, and uh, so there's always food going around somewhere. And, are they uh, Italian grandparents? Oh, is they're very Italian grandparents. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> and they're trying to keep the, the the grandson from moving away. Right, Correct. right. The grandson has gotten an offer of a job in Seattle, and we live in Hoboken, New Jersey. Wow. And so we're trying to, all the other parents, the parents have moved to Fort Lauderdale and the granddaughters moved to San Diego. So we've got to keep the grandson beside us to keep the family going. Okay. Opening tonight. Tell us about the run. Uh, we open tonight and uh, we run uh, tonight, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday matinee at 2. And then next week, Friday, Saturday at 7.30 and 2 o'clock matinee. So that's close a, next Sunday. Shreveport Little Theater. They're on Margaret Place. It's the country's longest continuously run community theater mm-hmm. which is really cool uh you can look them up online shreveportlittletheater.org i believe called over the river and through the woods it's yeah. exciting bring your kids get your tickets now you can get them on your facebook page shreveportlittletheater.com wherever you need to go to get tickets come see us thanks guys <laughs> Thank 1017 you. fm 710 keel One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, just in front of uh, Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith going to be joining us in studio. There is a job fair happening today. We want to get the word out and make sure if you're looking for a job or if you know somebody who is, uh the Bozier Chamber is hosting a uh, hiring event today with the city of Bozier, Barksdale, Family Readiness Center, Department of Veterans Affairs, a bunch of groups, Goodwill, the Workforce Commission. Um, the Greater Shreveport C- Chamber and the L Foundation. The job fair is going on at the Bozier Civic Center. 
Now, it's open to veterans and spouses from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., and starting at noon, the fair's open to the general public. So this is a time, if you if you are ready for a new job, a new career, these are a ton of really great jobs. They're going to have more than 80 vendors present on the spot interviews, and hiring is encouraged. So you could actually leave today with a new gig. Dress to impress. Mm-hmm. Bring your resume, dress to impress. Get ready to shake hands and greet and meet and, and find out what new career adventures are out there for you. All right. That's uh, when is it? I wasn't listening today. to you. <laughs> it today. It is happening today. Where is it going to be? 10 to 2 Bozier. at the Bozier Civic Center. <laughs> Thank you so much. Can I much? throw something at him now? I haven't thrown anything all morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about time. Well, Chief Smith is here. Chief Smith here. Welcome he is back. next. <laughs> Coming up, Chief Smith joining us. Mike and McCarty. One on one. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Micah McCarty, Erin back from her extended vacation. We're glad she's back. Uh, in studio with us, Shreveport Police Chief Wayne Smith joining us. Chief, I asked you earlier, are you glad Mardi Gras over? But you Well, I kinda got mixed feelings about it because I enjoy so much seeing the great weather and seeing people out having an awesome time in life. Okay, you had some uh, again I've been out. Yes. On vacation. <laughs> Welcome back. For a couple of weeks. And it has been a vacation for you. We had some um tragedies at the at the Mardi Gras. One yes. one being the the fatal shooting of a 17-year-old East Texas boy. That's correct. Um what what can you tell us about that case now? I know the 16-year-old who's accused of shooting him has turned himself in. Yes. What can you share with us about what these boys were doing? They knew each other obviously. They were horse playing is what we were told. Yes, uh, weapons are so dangerous you can never uh, underestimate the capabilities of a weapon. Uh, that's something we talk about all the time. You need to make sure your weapons are unloaded. Uh, but most importantly, secure your weapons until you actually need it. Don't be playing horse playing around with them. Chief, now, it, it, the report said that he obtained a handgun. Did he bring that with him? How did... The the wording seemed very specific. How did he obtain a handgun? It's still an ongoing investigation, and I don't want to speak uh, too prematurely about it, but certainly that is a major component of the investigation, uh, tracing the origin of the weapon and finding out uh, how... Uh, uh, how it got to the scene. Mm-hmm. Chief, one of the problems, and I've ridden on the, the Mardi Gras parades for years. I don't any longer. Uh, I'm not going to get into the why not. But but um, the the deal is there are a ton, thousands of teenagers yes. that come to Mardi Gras unattended. Yes. They do things they shouldn't be doing. Do yes. we know about this group of kids? Were they here on their own, they drove over from Elysian Fields, and they were here having fun, and then things went haywire. Uh, that's or were probably, they with grown-ups? Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I hadn't been uh, advised of their origin, how they got here. But you're exactly right. Events like this uh, bring in visitors from all around uh, uh and some, you know, come in on their own, and some come in with parents. But it's a great uh, uh, family field activity and we, we're just so regretful 
that uh, this happened the way it did. Chief, I know you're working on increasing security for next year. What are some of the measures that you're going to be implementing? More cameras, more officers, maybe bringing in uh, officers from other departments to to assist? All of what you mentioned is correct. Uh, It takes around uh, 300 or better uh, police officers to reasonably secure an event of this size because seven and a half miles long, that's really, really a, uh, a long route. Uh, we've been so thankful to the Cattle Parish Sheriff's Department, uh, the Louisiana State Police, the city marshals, and others who help us to do the best we can uh, to secure this. Uh, we've had meetings since then with the mayor, uh, uh, with the director of, of SPAR and, and others going over this event uh, detail by detail. And we are looking at some uh, other recommendations, some other things that we can do to make it uh, safer than, than it is. Chief, mm-hmm. Chief Smith, and I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do we need to change the route? Is it too long? You said seven. it's a long parade. Do we need to adjust the route? Do we need to look at it? That is always a possibility, and over the course of years, uh, that has been discussed. But we have a very large, very long parade. Uh, so there are several ideas and recommendations on the table. I just don't know how it's going to evolve from here. What do you tell folks who are at the parade? And, I, you know, I have a ton of friends that are involved in Mardi Gras and a ton of friends that were there. And they, every one of them has said to me, I can't tell you how many fights I saw. How many people that were, had too much to drink and then got out of control? What do you tell folks who are at the Mardi Gras who see a fight? Y'all can't go and run to every fight. Immedi- what, what, are they, what should they do? Immediately when you see something, report it to us and give us the opportunity to attempt to deal with it. This year we've done something that we hadn't done in the past. Uh, each officer is required to wear their uh, bright colored reflective vests so we can be more visible so members of the public can see exactly where we are, which will make it easier for them to recognize us and bring matters to our attention. How many arrests during Mardi Gras did you guys make? I'm not sure. That, okay. There were several made, absolutely. Okay. Chief, I, I want to change gears just a little bit. We had a, another officer yesterday that was attacked, uh, a female officer. And this is the second attack on a female officer within a week. And and I and Aaron and I were kind of talking about this earlier this morning. Are are female officers more vulnerable in a situation, especially when they're responding to a call by themselves? I don't know. That that's a million dollar question. Uh, all of our officers, uh, irregardless of whether they're male or female, are very uh, professionally proficient uh, at their craft. Uh, we all train uh, the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just so unfortunate that things went down like it did. And I think there may be some uh, confusion about the one at the Mardi Gras parade. Uh, I am not sure that that was, in fact, uh, a female. Uh, there was a female making an arrest at that very time. Uh, and the, the, the suspect in this case, uh, we believe, was a relative of the person who was uh, getting arrested and did make an attempt to interfere, uh, but was uh, another male officer intervened before that actually happened, before it quite got to that far. So the female officer didn't get slammed into a vehicle and was uh, was being choked? Is that? 
I don't think she'll think it was. I'm not sure at this time, but looking at the films and talking with other officers on the scene, uh, it was a pretty good scuffle going on and another arrest at that very same time. So it could very easily look like that. How are these two officers doing? They're okay? They both are doing fine. Uh, I talked with both of them uh, earlier this morning. Um, the one from uh, the Circle K, uh, she is recovering well uh, uh, at home, and we expect to have her back uh, to work uh, next week. Mm -hmm. uh, and the officer from the parade uh, will be back at work uh, today. Okay. Good Samaritans intervened yesterday. Um, you love to hear those stories, but you often have to wonder, they could have been in trouble themselves, too, if this guy had had a weapon, but you have to send thanks to them for intervening, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so very much. Uh, often things happen, uh, they erupt, evolve within split seconds where help is on the way, but help is not there yet. So we appreciate the community coming to our aid in our time of need. Thank you so very much. Chief and this brings up a bigger picture, which we don't have time for this morning, but I know we'll get you back. This person at the Circle K probably, I'm not saying it's true, but perhaps has has needs, uh, mental health needs. We still don't have enough. Talking about the homeless person, not right. the officer. We, yeah, we still don't have enough services for those folks. And, I, and you guys are on the front lines and you're gals and you see it every day. We've got to do better on that front. Are you addressing that, too? We encounter uh, uh, people who have special needs on a constant basis, uh, and there are organizations out there putting forth their best effort to provide those needs. Uh, probably the biggest obstacle is getting those people to those services uh, and those people uh, wanting or accepting the services that are there. Mm-hmm. It's a big problem. It yeah, really yes, is. it is. But all our officers are receiving uh, special training uh, and hope that they could recognize someone who has a special need and some special training in how to help that person. One, one other thing we wanted to talk to you about. I saw a report, I'm not sure which TV station, I apologize, that you had 200-plus officers working the parade. That is correct. Um, I'm mystified to ask you this. How short are you now? You're 120 plus, I guess. 131 as of today. And then when we hear police officers being attacked, that can't help. Uh, no, ma'am, that, that hurts. Everyone is working uh, pretty much double shifts and extra hours uh, trying to make up the difference to provide the necessary services for our community. Uh, we're actively doing all we can to recruit, uh, to hire, to train, and, and retain the best that the community has to offer. How does the salary situation for Shreveport compare uh, statewide in, in, in our area? I, I, I'm, I would imagine in Texas they, they're probably paid better. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, that hinges largely on the, I guess, the economic base of where the area is located. Uh, but our city government is doing what they can and community to provide police officers here in your community with the best uh, resources that they can mm -hmm. well we we certainly uh you guys are in our thoughts and prayers and you know we have your back i appreciate the job that y'all do and uh, thank you I, thank you so I, much and it is an ongoing uh, uh problem across the country mm -hmm. a shortage of people uh in our profession 
people just don't seem to be migrating to this profession uh, like they used to years ago. I think the pendulum's going to swing. I, I can oh. I can look back in in our recent history of of our country, and and I can tell you when that started, and, and in my opinion, why I'm not going to get into that now, um, but but I I'm thinking, for the most part, the public is behind what you you know what you guys are doing. Well, thank you so much. With the shortage of uh, police officer public servants across the country, uh, it tends to lead the market to be predators toward each other. Uh, those who pay the most, those who has the most benefits, uh, people will tend to migrate uh, in that area. And, and you can't blame them. Mm-hmm. No, no. Thank well, you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you being here. And, Absolutely. And uh, I'm going to get a I'm going to get a St. Patrick's Day parade going at some point. So we, we'll, we'll talk about security there. <laughs> well, you get it going, and we will handle it. <laughs> thank Absolutely. you, Chief. Appreciate it. Thank you all very Mike much. Mike and McCarty, 1017 F. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty Aaron back from her vacation. Got you've gotten a lot of response. Uh slap him. People missing you uh from your vacation. Mm-hmm. I that appreciate you took that. Two weeks of vacation time. I can't believe he keeps saying vacation. I'm about to hit him. <laughs> This, I wish this was a cast because I could bop yeah. him on the head with it. Yeah, just throw the ball. I'll tell yeah. you that you have attached to your arm. Looks it, like you're, if a, you're a dog ball, there. new to the party. I had shoulder surgery two weeks ago, and so I'm in a sling for six weeks. So I got another month to go on this bad boy. And this is a well, pain at least in the you're neck. Here, yeah, and, and I put you can on move it around. I and... put on all my clothes today, like a big girl. <laughs> I wasn't lounging yeah. around. And we're very grateful for that. <laughs> I, you notice I, I I did a high tech uh, installation of a keyboard. Yeah, raise your keyboard to the proper level. Had to have my keyboard up a little bit higher, and you got it just perfect. And uh, I'm getting used to this. I got to do my little twirls with my arm. I, every I found the, the 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 right size photo album. <laughs> <laughs> it's got it's, pictures from going back. It looks like to the 70s. Yes, yeah, it's, it's got a lot of old pictures in it, and it's perfect. I'm excited. It's good to be back. I can't thank everybody for the prayers and the messages and all that while I was out. Um, such support, and I'm so grateful for everybody's love and the food people sent. And uh, you know, you brought me a king cake that tasted was, like cardboard i appreciate that <laughs> i didn't i didn't want to ask <laughs> but, I, I, but didn't, okay. I didn't finish mine no i gave it to the kid i took a bite and i was like here baby look what i got you here's some king cake <laughs> your uncle mike brought it oh you're uncle mike now by the way I just oh FYI. cool yeah. okay mm-hmm. you're not a will or anything it. but yeah yeah, yeah. But I'm on the list. You're on the I'm list. On the, I'm on the I'm on the Powerball list. Yes, you and Ruben are still on the list. Excellent. Nobody's kicked off yet. Welcome back. Thanks. Tomorrow's Friday. Yay. Hallelujah. 1017 FM, 710 Keel.